Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name's Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Project Sports. My name is Tim Doyle. Welcome to the show. I have a guest on with me, um, Caleb Maciel. Welcome to the show. How's it going, man? It's going well. It's been a while. It's been a while. To it. Yeah, same here. We're going to talk a little bit of football, the MLS, EPL. We won't spend too much time on the MLS. The only reason why we want to talk about it is because Caleb and I are originally both from New England. And, you know, they teased us again, Caleb. I think when we were 15, 16, and 17 years old, they went to the MLS Cup Finals, that is the New England Revolution, and they lost three years in a row. Finally, years later, they started to put a good team together, breaking the point record for the MLS. I think it was 73 points, the most ever any team has uh, gone throughout a season. But in America, we do this thing called playoffs, and they played in the first round. They're not technically the first round. They got a bye, but the second round, sort of, uh, they lost in PKs in overtime, 5-3 uh, on PKs. But they scored two goals New York City scored two goals. It was a riveting game. It was a fun matchup. It didn't end the way we wanted to, but kind of pissed me off. And I know that you watched the game yourself. It was exciting. You know, what's your, what's your quick thoughts on this? Yeah, I don't really get into the MLS much, but I just kind of happened to come across it uh, yesterday. And I, yeah, it was a pretty exciting game. I was surprised. And yeah, just sucks that the Revs lost yet again. Yep. I even. I got hyped because the team is actually decent and they have a good coach and good prospects, good young players. Matt Turner, who could be the starter for the World Cup potentially as the goalkeeper for USA. Just a lot a lot of good things coming out of the revolution. And um, I really was thinking this may be the year. And now they're not in the Final Four or the Final. So I'm kind of very disappointed. You know, I was about to be on board. I was about to watch every game until, you know, the final. And that was going to be exciting. But I guess we'll move on to real soccer in the Premier League. We don't have to waste our time <laughs> on the New England Revolution because it just made me so mad. But, yeah, whatever. Um, there was actually a slew of games that were on today and a couple close ones for uh, changing maybe potentially the standings. But ultimately, Man City and Chelsea held up in, uh, and, you know, did their part. But, you know, uh, what was it? Liverpool played against Everton today. Uh, and they won 4-1. Man City played a very close game, and they only won 2-1 against um, Aston Villa. And Chelsea played against Watford and only won 2-1. Very close games, very exciting. I watched the, uh, both the highlights of those games. I was at work. They were like at 1.30 in the afternoon for us on a Wednesday. So obviously it kind of sucks. You can't, you can't watch those games. Those are like, you know. But obviously it's in England, so for them I guess it was prime time. But... Kind of lame. Can't really watch those in full swing. But Saturday, they got more Premier League games going. But this has been a tight table going into December. So, you know, not that we're getting anywhere close. But, I mean, the top teams, Caleb, the points, 32, 32, 31. Even West Ham's at 24, striking distance. So, uh, the top three, there's not really much separation. One team slips up, the other one could take first place. Do you have any thoughts on like this first half of the season with the EPL? I mean, is there really a standout team that you think is going to win, or are we going to kind of see it close to the rest of the way forward? Yeah, I think it's going to be close. I think it's a three-headed race, and the big elephant in the room is Man U back down at tenth, which is kind of funny if you ask me. But yeah, um, yeah, I think it's going to be those three teams: Chelsea, Man City, and Liverpool 
at the end really fighting for it. Yeah, and even I, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was like, I want to see Manchester United play against the big clubs to see if they would actually be legit. But did I think they would be in tenth? No, not at this point in the season. I think they would at least be top six. They'd be in the mix and they'd be kind of close. They finished second last year, you know, with Gunner, who's now fired, and Michael Carrick took over the team. But I, it's kind of crazy. Like you're laughing at it because it's so true. Like something is seriously wrong with that club to drop off this bad. You you gained probably you know one of one of one a best player in the world, Cristiano Ronaldo, and you somehow got worse. Not only that, Bruno Fernandez plays for you and. He was the light last year that brought you to that second spot. In my opinion, he brought that chemistry. And now it's, you know, he plays with him in Portugal. So, like, how hard could it be, in my opinion, you know? Um, just very interesting as we move forward and going into the second part of the season with uh, more cup games and um, Champions League games. How will they fare? They're actually, the Manchester United is doing pretty decent in Champions League, but in the Prem, really, really poor. Um, three losses out of the last five matches, so not 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 a good performance, and we'll see how it goes going forward. They do not look like they can beat any big team. They lose to small clubs. It's just embarrassing. Um, one of my favorite things, though, is to watch Sky Sports, uh, the broadcast with, uh, what's that, uh, Keen, and him going crazy because he's a former, he used to play with Cristiano Ronaldo back when he was younger, and him just going nuts on how poor Manchester United plays and breaks down a lot of good points and Gary Neville too and how just how upset they are of how things go um but yeah those are my thoughts on Manchester United anything to add no that's pretty much it I'm with you I'm like I'm pretty surprised that they felt that much mm -hmm. I thought they like would at least be fighting for um Champions League spots and things like that but yeah I that's kind of rough I'm, I'm I'll be surprised if the coach the, or the manager last I mean <laughs> past this season after this if they, you know, if they stay middle of the table. Yeah, right now we're looking at West Ham, Arsenal, Wolves, Brighton, and Leicester City. And Arsenal, people are not even that high on, and they're in fifth right now. But those are the teams that are fighting for that last Champions League spot, that number four spot to make it. And it's wide open. And it's something, you know, what if a team like Brighton or West Ham and Wolves got in for the Champions League next year? That'd be pretty wild. And that would, like, for me... It just would solidify how disappointing Tottenham and Manchester United both have been to not, you know, get in that fourth spot to how much money they spend on their clubs and their players. It's pretty ridiculous. You know, yeah, some exactly. serious issues. Hopefully Kane finds his way out in the transfer window in January um, out of Spurs. At this point, I don't care where he goes. I just want him to be relevant. He's such a good uh, player. He's playing well for England. Um, so, you know, he's scoring goals, too, for Tottenham now. He's getting a little bit back in form. from He had a rough start to the season, but... It is what it is. Um, yeah, we also wanted to talk about Messi, right? Uh, the Ballon d'Or. He wins. A lot of controversy. Not a lot of people are happy about this. I watched some coverage over in Europe, and they also were... A lot of people disagreed. ESPN FC had a lot of... They have a lot of different um, Spanish uh, announcers and English and uh, German and French people through ESPN FC. They all disagreed. A lot of Jorginho fans and a lot of Lewandowski. I don't know who, I don't even really know how the voting system works. I'm going to be honest, never really looked into it because it's kind of like a show to me, the whole the whole ceremony and everything. It's like, I've always never really liked MVP either in, in, in the NFL because it's not really defined well. But I don't think Messi should have won this year. I think Lewandowski should have. But 
in the last, I guess. I mean, Lewandowski should have won last year, but even even this year, from January till now, has already he scored like twenty something more goals than Messi has at this point. And Messi's been kind of not MIA at PSG, but for me, it's just like I don't know, nothing too impressive yet, you know. And Lewandowski is just consistent with Bayern, so that's my thoughts on it. Caleb, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I mean, this was a weird year. I like. Yeah. I guess I am a little surprised that Messi won, but I don't know. Whoever the voters were, it would probably just like. We don't know what no to do. Clear winner. <laughs> we don't know. What, yeah, we don't know what to do. So, so like, the fu- the funniest thing actually is um, I read a, like some article on ESPN that Messi himself, his quote is that Lewandowski should have won. He deserved to win it. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> which is he, like, even he knew, like, I shouldn't be getting his award. But He broke the all-time record in the Bundesliga for the m- most amount of goals. Like, I, uh, yeah, it's weird. I mean, I understand that Messi lifted a cup for the Copa for his first international cup. I get that, but that's, like, still not a reason... That's not a reason to win best footballer of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, that was definitely the highlight of um, because you could say this, in the same year you could say in the same breath, Jorginho won the Euro, and he won Champions, Champions League. League. But yeah. it's like okay, and but like Jorginho was a part of the system. And he he played very well this year. Don't get me wrong. Definitely, I thought he fit perfectly in the third place spot, and not to win. I, some people were arguing for Jorginho to win. I was like, I don't understand that because like, yeah, yeah, I, I get I'm, that. You, you remember I brought this up, what, about a month and a half ago to you? And you were like, no, I don't think so. You brought up some great points, and it changed my mind. And I was like, no, Jorginho cannot win. Yeah, he's like he's like a glue player. He's good, and he mm-hmm. just happened to be on winning teams. He's and not, he's he was not, a big part of those teams, but he's not player He's not like <laughs> – I just don't think he's like a world-class player. Nothing like, like He's a great player, just not like those top guys. Which is just the fact that he was – in the running for like the top he was he came in third like lets you know that it was a pretty weird year pretty weird year for this award yeah and you know i was thinking that Lewandowski and then Conte for chelsea were like who i think should have won yeah especially off chelsea when you talk champions league uh and Conte is probably a player i'd put over Jorginho too of more of a reason why chelsea operated the way it did and won the champions league you know, his, his play, his yeah. style brings so much to the team. Comparative to, I'm not saying Jorginho is not important, but I feel like other players could fill his role if they had to. But you can't, you cannot fill Conte's role. Like, no one can. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one in the world exactly. can. He just no does. One has that kind of pace. No, no. And, and the way he, he does everything. He's, and he's one of those players. Ah, it's, it's so tough with players like him because he's like a, he almost reminds me of playing a CDM and a center attacking mid all at the same time, too. Yeah. He's, he's crazy. I don't know how he he's does like, it. <laughs> he's the classic, like, when they say box to box. Yeah. Oh, yes. Perfect he example. He's yep. like box the like box. All over the field, like, never has so much endurance and so much pace. Like, yeah, I think Conte should have been up there. I don't know, like, I don't know where he came, what place he came in in the voting, but. It was a weird year overall, so I'm kind. Of, I'm not like super shocked that Messi won because of that, but at the same time, I don't. At I this know. point, like, just give it to Lewandowski. He should have won it last year. I know like, Mohamed. This was your chance to redeem yourself. <laughs> Mohamed Salah came in eighth. I was pretty sad about that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> of course, I, I want to. He's he's had a great year and a great last like you know twelve months. I I I'm glad he was on the list. I wish he was a little bit higher than eight, yeah. but. 
whatever. I think he's having an amazing Premier League like this year right now. Yeah, Even last that's year, true. but just like I, th- I don't know. I think just there's no championships to. Yeah, to back it. You know, and they didn't it up, make which... it as far in the Champions League at the beginning of this year. So I get right. that too. And then he wasn't in the Euro, so he wasn't there this summer. More players had better opportunities. I don't even think Egypt, they didn't win the Africa Cup in the last couple. They didn't yeah. have that. was last year, right? I'm pretty sure the Africa Cup was last year. So that makes right. sense too. So yeah, all the international play kind of throws a wrench in everything as well. And I mean, that has to be why Messi won because he actually was really good in um, Cup America. Like he was definitely the best player of the tournament by far. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. Still. <laughs> I still don't agree. I'm not. Yeah, happy. I st- I still don't either. But that, I mean, I think that's the reasoning behind it. it has to be. For me, Lewandowski I, is it, man. He he was insane. He was insane this past year and in last year too. Like it, it, two, almost like a year and a half running, he's been unbelievable. So. But uh, whatever. It's a, it's a silly award. Like you said, Messi said he should have won, so that's all that matters to us instead of the silly <laughs> funded ceremony that we have to sit there and watch on TV. That's just a joke. When the second they announce it, everyone's like, what? Are you are you serious right now? It's just like, oh, gosh. It's like, uh, I'm not even going to compare it to that. I was going to say when Russell Westbrook won MVP, but we won't go down that road. That's just because I, li- <laughs> I don't like them, but whatever. Um, I guess we can jump into week. Uh, what, is it? what week are we on in the NFL? It's been a f- you know a few weeks since I've been on here making picks. Um, was it twelve of eighteen? We're on week thirteen. Week thirteen, yes. So yeah, well, I guess we could. Before we do that, we can. How how do you feel about your Titans going forward? Uh, losing to my Patriots, but you know it was you kind of knew what was coming. The game was kind of close in the first half, and then it kind of got away from them. Um, What's your feelings that you're just, are you, ex- I mean, what's the timeline and some of the players coming back for the Titans? And do you feel like you're comfortable going into the playoffs at this point? Maybe with, uh, actually, give me your no, thoughts. I mean, at this point, at this point, I don't feel very good about it at all. Just because they got so many injuries to so many like key players that if they can sneak in the playoffs and be healthy, then, you know, I'll feel better. But like, their offense was supposed to be a top offense, and now all their top players are hurt and on IR. So they're out for, like, multiple weeks. Mm. Um, and then on the defensive side, too, I was I didn't really notice, but when I was watching the, the Pats-Titans game, um, I, I heard that all their, like, three of their starting linebackers are also all out. So it's, like, it's on both sides of the, both yeah. sides of the field that they're, like, pretty beat up. So they have a bye this week, so that will be good. Hopefully they can get a little bit. Healthier. Every team is hurt, but I feel like they're just more they've, hurt than others. They've got all their all their weapons are hurt too. Like ten holes thrown to all backups. Yeah, like you exactly. Said, all so the like, linebackers are out. That's tough. That's tough. And the way and the way the Patriots have been playing, like they've been so good lately that I, I didn't think the Titans had any chance, especially with a with a beat up team. Yeah, it was only a matter of time in the game. So you're pessimistic about the season going forward. We'll we'll keep track of how they do. But we're hoping to sneak into the playoffs, which I think you will for sure. I mean, I yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what your like schedule sh- looks like, but it. I feel like the team is still like even not getting completely destroyed by the Pats, but t- you still have Tannehill. Players can come back maybe week by week. I don't know. They can try to figure it out yeah, once they get more. The backups get more practice with the first string. You know, they're a good team still. I think. I think they can. If they get two more wins, I think they're pretty much locked for a playoff spot, whether it be wild card or whatever. Which is- Whatever, you just want to get in at that point. And 
if that, I mean, if they can get in, then anything can happen if they if they get their players back. Yeah, that's true. I feel, yeah. So on the Patriots side of the ball, I guess I feel I'm pretty optimistic. Obviously, we're on a six game win streak. We've outscored our opponent like one thirty five to like I don't know forty points or fifty something points. I can't. Even, it's crazy the 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 point differential. But at the same time, they're not world beaters. They're just playing extremely sound football, just like some of the some of the Patriots teams we've seen in the past and. Mac Jones has had some really good moments and had some, I'm calling them rookie moments. I'll uh, text a buddy and be like, that was a rookie throw. And I have to remember not to get too upset because it's like my expectation for him goes like through the roof when I see him make that play to Kendrick Bourne that I'm like, you know, that's a veteran play. And he's like falling back out of the end zone and it's perfect. But then when he yeah, misses, was, he misses Hunter. A nice throw. It was. And then he misses Hunter Henry wide open for like too easy of a touchdown you know, a little bit of butterflies, and it's like, ah, that, that he's still a rookie. I got to calm down a little bit because I don't know. I feel like you can people can get really excited. It's gonna, it's a good team, but when you're in the playoffs and you're playing against another veteran quarterback who's not going to make those mistakes, and they have a good defense, you know, you you cannot miss those opportunities or plays that can cost you the game. So, playoff football is very different, and obviously, Mike Jones will will get will get into that, but down the road, I mean, he's a great for the future. I'm excited about that, but I'm not going to get too high on the Pats, even though they're on a sixth game winning streak. I'm going to wait till the end of the year and then kind of see where they go from there. And I'm, I'm not going to be too disappointed if they lose or, you know, get bumped out or if they lose a close game because of who he is. And the judgment shouldn't be as hard, you know, got to remember he's not Brady. He's not going to be, it's not going to be a first year championship. If it is, I'll be stoked, but the likelihood of that is is very very difficult. And a rookie quarterback has never made the Super Bowl. I didn't know that. So they've been talking about that because they think Mac might actually make the Super Bowl. So we'll see how it yeah, goes. I mean these these next. So they got the Bills this week mm-hmm. on Monday night, which is going to be an amazing game. They got the Bills twice in a, in yeah. a really short. Then they got the bye. The Colts, who are like also playing really well right yeah, now. Yeah, good football and team. And the Buffalo Bills again. So. These next three games are going to be huge, huge, huge. In yeah. divisional opponent in the Bills, where we're kind of picking them at a bad spot because they need they need to win and get their act together, and they've been struggling. I mean, it's a, a great opportunity for us to. I think I know Bill wants that revenge because of the last year and just be getting beat out by them and having that that feeling. I he wants to dominate this team, so I mean, I'm excited for the Bills game. Colts game, I don't know. They they have been playing well. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm excited for the matchup. We, obviously, the Patriots. You know, we hate Patriots fan hates the Colts. A lot of people hate the Colts, but Patriots fans, especially you know, over the years, with the whole accusing us of the deflate, deflating footballs, and their Jim Irsay and all that. So we'll see how it goes. But normally, we we play pretty well against them. If we can win two out of three, I'll be happy. Whatever that scenario is, that'll be it. Would be nice. Yeah, that would be that would be huge for sure. Yeah, I mean, that much-needed bye week, which I'm kind of happy we've had this at the end of the year, but the Pats have been playing for a long time now. Ugh, I don't know why that extra game makes it feel like such a long season, but it does. Yeah. Yeah, and the Pats, I think they've been relatively healthy for the most part. Yeah. As far as mm-hmm. I can tell. I don't I don't know of any, like, major injuries that mm-hmm. they have. So, and having a bye week at this point is going to be, like, perfect. So, yeah, I think definitely trending up. The stock price for the Patriots are going up for sure. Yeah, for sure. They're they're playing super well. So, um, I guess we'll go into the picks. Picks with Caleb. We're going to go down um, this week's matchups and see who Caleb and I think is going to win. And yeah, we're going to let it rip. Uh, 
week 13 of the NFL. The picks are in. I guess week one. Sorry, not week one. Um, I'm trying to flip this thing to the actual. The first matchup we have is the Cowboys versus the Saints. Saints are a little bit down, Caleb, but the Cowboys are a little bit down. Who do you think is going to take this matchup? Yeah, both these teams are struggling right now, I think, but I, I'll take the Cowboys. I think they can um, get it together and get a win. Yeah, I think the I'm going to take the Cowboys as well. They need it more to bounce back. I think they have lots to play for. You know, the you know starting the season really well. People really high on them to make the Super Bowl, going crazy. They need to win probably more than the Saints do. But obviously, I, I never would put one past um, the coach there. Uh, what's his name? Gosh, drawing a blank. But anyway, very good coach down in New Orleans. And uh, but I think the Cowboys are going to you know take this victory. Uh, we also got the Colts and Texans. Obviously, this is probably be a quick one. I'm going to take the Colts here. Who do you got, Caleb? Yeah, I also got the Colts. I think it's pretty quick as well. Mm. I wouldn't pick the Texans for anything. Even if they do win, I really don't care. But I just the Colts are a good, well-run team. We were just talking about them. It's going to be a good matchup for the Patriots. So, yeah, Colts versus Texans. I'm taking the Colts too. Uh, we got Vikings and Lions. Ah, weird matchup here. Obviously, Vikings like started out good, then they're bad, then they're good, then they're bad. And then the Lions need a victory so because <laughs> they don't want to go winless throughout the season. So is this the week the Lions can win, Caleb? Tell me. What is it? Nope. Nope. Ain't winning against them. <laughs> I don't think so, yeah. Kirk I'm Cousins takes the, the victory. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings, too. I'm not going to pick the Lions. Absolutely not. Can't pick a team that loses this bad. What do they, they have? They've got a tie. So they are not like the, what was it, the 0-16 team that happened? They're the yeah, only 0-16. The, the Lions. The yeah. Lions, yeah. <laughs> So, but at least they got that one, that one tie. <laughs> Already got a leg up. All right, next matchup we got the Giants and Dolphins. Who do you got here? Yeah, I got the I got the Dolphins. They've been playing well. They got, they're on a four game win streak themselves. After it's funny, I'm looking at their like schedule. They beat the Patriots week one, then mm-hmm. they lost seven in a row, and now they won four in a row. So it's a really weird. Yeah, very team. weird. But I like them to beat the Giants. For sure. The Giants, I think the Giants be out. pushed a lot of teams. They've, you know, they got seven losses themselves, but they've pushed a lot of teams this year. It's, it's going to be a good matchup. I think it's going to be a really good game. I obviously, I would love to see the Dolphins lose, um, but I'm, I'm going to have to pick the Dolphins. They've shown in the past couple of weeks that they have something going for them, and they're clicking. I, gosh, it's, it's like Tua. They. Everyone's like coming down so hard on two of this year, like early on. I just, dude, you gotta, you gotta give these rookie because he was a rookie last year, but they just, he came in in a weird situation last year, and for me, it's like just give these guys some time, you know. And I really feel like, you know, maybe they might be clicking now, and the Giants aren't that struggling with teams, so maybe they can overcome it. So I'm picking the Dolphins too, in a long way. Um, Buccaneers and Falcons, a division matchup. You know, this one, I'm gonna pick the Buccaneers here, but sometimes the Falcons and Bucks have their they're they're good battles, but you know who are you taking? Yeah, I think this is an easy Bucks pick. He's not much to say. Not much to say. Falcons are bad. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan can't seem to you know win games anymore. <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers gonna take it. Yeah, I'm with you. And Gronkowski came back and scored a touchdown this past week. So, I mean, that's good for the Bucks and to have you know more weapons at Brady's disposal. That's the last thing he needs, you know, because he's <laughs> he's already playing so well. Um, Eagles and Jets. Uh, who do we got here? Zach Wilson getting a W? Man, I don't, Zach Wilson <laughs> has been pr- like 
the worst rookie QB probably so far. Yeah. Which so is kind of disappointing. I thought he was going to be pretty good. Um, just as, honestly, just like a quick side note. Yeah. The rookie, besides Mac Jones, the rookie quarterbacks this year have been pretty awful. Yeah. Like, Trevor Lawrence, like, pretty bad. I think they obviously, like you said, like give this guy some time to, to yeah. get used to the, the the game and all that. But just like I think so Trevor, far, I think Trevor will be fine. I think he'll be okay. But like he's been he's been pretty bad for like all the hype coming into the to draft and everything like that. I was expecting more from him myself. Right off the but, bat, but yeah, he's in Jacksonville. Say, <laughs> yeah, he's in Jacksonville too. So it's like that kind of stuff. And the, and Zach Wills is on the Jets. So like, you know, no. Is it's it two worst franchises to go to. Yeah, at Probably this not. point, yeah. But yeah, I'm taking the Eagles. All that. You're to say. The Eagles, yeah, <laughs> Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I'm also picking the Eagles too. They they've played some great games against good teams, and I trust them so to beat a bad team like the Jets. So yeah, I'm going to take them as well. Um, yeah, Cardinals and Bears. Andy Dalton with the Bears, and you got you know Cardinals. Kyler Murray, Hopkins should be back in full form this week, hopefully. Um, I know he's had some hamstring issues past like four or five weeks and hopefully it can come back uh but even without him there's still a really good offense uh who's your pick here cardinals or bears yeah i think i think the cardinals not that they're i think they're coming up there by week so they're getting healthier and mm-hmm. they're getting kyle murray back and d hop it's gonna be like give them a big boost so and i just think the bears are i don't know they're not i don't i don't trust on the bears they're kind of just an average team they're up and down yeah, I'm not really trusting them either. If they lose too many games, Cardinals are nine and two, and I think they're going to keep it going. So yeah, and um, I mean the Cardinals are first place in the NFC. I think they're number one in the whole NFL right now. If you put yes. both, of them, both conferences together, so they should win this game. Yeah, Arizona Cardinals taking it. Um, we got Chargers and Bengals. Um, who do we got here, Mister Burrow or Mister Herbert? This is a good matchup. Uh, yeah, this is this is a so good far game. like the the best game that we've talked about so far. This is this the best is it. one. Yeah. And hmm, I'm thinking. I think I'm gonna take the Bengals on this one. Wow. Okay. Hesitantly. Hesitantly. But yeah, the Chargers have been. So the thing is, it's like at the beginning of the year, maybe we would have taken the Chargers, but they've shown they've shown over and over that they kind of butt fumble some games and they just don't they don't finish or they get the the moment kind of overwhelms them. Uh, We've seen over and over again some of those those five losses were pretty bad. Um, but yeah, I'm with you too. Oh, I wish I w- would pick against you, but I don't. I don't trust the Chargers at this point, just because I put a lot of faith in them early on in the season. But now I'm not. And Joe Burrow's been playing really well, and Jamar Chase, man, oh, I love watching that kid play. So they got a good offense, good defense, and yeah, we'll see. Where we go. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Bengals. Okay, next matchup um, is the Jaguars and Rams. Obviously, I'm excited for this matchup because I got Matthew Stafford going this week against the Jaguars. I'm taking the Rams right out of the gate for obvious reasons because the Jaguars have, like, a terrible defense, so I hope he chops it up and destroys them. Um, what do you think? What do you think of this game? Yeah, I think it, let's just pick the Rams and move on. The Jaguars, <laughs> the Jaguars are pretty awful. So. And moving on. All right, Washington football team versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, this should be actually a pretty decent matchup, but except for Jamar, what is it? No, um, their big guy, their defensive end, he got hurt. Oh, Chase. Chase. Chase yeah, Chase Young. He got hurt and is out for the year, I'm pretty sure. So yeah. he had a 5-6 and six Washington football team, 6-5 and five Raiders. Who do you got on this one? Yeah, this is a, this is a tough one. I think I'm going to take the Raiders 
by a hair, but yeah, I like the Raiders to win it. Yeah, I think uh, Carr has got you know a little chip on his shoulder. The coach was fired this year. Things have been stirred up. You know, he's he's playing determined and well oiled. I don't know. I think they might be onto something here late in the season. I'm going to pick the Raiders as well. Really want to pick against you, but I'm not picking the Washington football team. I, th- <laughs> I think that, that the Raiders will pull this one out. Uh, next game, so we got a, a normally a big rivalry, but the Steelers kind of you know suck this year. But Ravens and Steelers, um, who do you got in this matchup? I got the Ravens because yeah, I think you kind of pointed it out the Steelers. It's really just Big Ben. Big Ben is trash now. He's yeah. like done. Like, and it's making the whole just, team struggle. Yeah, the team is just they need five, a five and like, one. Yeah, they, need they have weapons. They have a good defense. It's just Big Ben just can't. He's just, I mean, I don't know. He's, his, his time has passed, I guess. It's much, much, pretty clear to see. Much like the Patriots. It's been a long time. Well, so we'll say this for last year because the Patriots, we hadn't seen, you know, bad in a long time. This is the first time we've seen the Steelers this bad in a long time. And they're 5-5-1, five, five and one, but I, I don't know. I love their defense and some of their players on there. They just need to tune some things up, draft a QB, and they might be, you know, worthy to take a pick. But I just don't think they have a chance. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens all day. They're going to they're gonna win this matchup for sure. Right. Um, 49ers and Seahawks. I suppose this will be a good game if Russell Wilson comes back into form, and only if he does, and DK Metcalf comes into form as well. But right now the 49ers are on fire, and they're playing really well. So I'm going to take the 49ers here. What's your pick? Yeah, I think you kind of stole the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I think just Russell Wilson has just been really bad lately. It's kind of yeah. weird to see him play that bad. He but. had a finger injury. I really wonder. I mean, I yeah, I, I want to listen to some like locals and like see how like what's really going on with him because it has it really affected like everything he's done that finger injury. From from what I was from what I was hearing is he came back early, like earlier than his projected timeline for that injury. So, Which is kind of crazy to me, don't you think? Because he wanted to leave earlier, um, beginning yeah. of the season before, and now he's trying to ball out for what he can. I mean, if I was him, I'd be like trying to take my time, knowing that the season probably is going down the drain. Maybe I want to move to another franchise, but who right. knows? Who yeah. knows? Who knows? But I think I think like he came back too early, and that injury is still messing with him because you could see like that game on Monday night against Washington. He just missed some like easy throws that you never. See him miss, miss, and just then like he's like a regular, like easy, th- wide open, like little yeah. pass to the side, and he just overthrows them. I've like, never Russell seen Wilson him doesn't do that. Have back to get back to back games like this either. Like he's been poor a lot, which is weird. Like he's always guaranteed to put up a good fight or at least have a comeback in a game. Like he doesn't just roll over. And it's been not that he's rolled over, but it's more of like you know what's going on with him. He's not performing like we know he can. Um, bit strange but yeah i'm picking the 49ers jimmy g is playing amazing the whole offense for the 49ers is playing really well so yeah yeah my only uh the only downside is we of for the 49ers this year to me at least is we we're never going to get to see uh trey lance this season probably no probably probably not and i'm okay with that because it means trey lance can sit and learn and i think that that's probably what's best for him and i wish that happened for some of the other qbs i love that just a Fields even has to sit behind um, Andy Dalton. Like, and I know like they flirted with the idea and there was a lot of that pressure, but they kind of, the, the Chicago Bears kind of like overcame that. And I think that the 49ers ultimately did too. And knowing like, hey, I mean, I don't know why, like they, maybe they were waiting for Jimmy to fail and if he failed, they'd put him right in, but I still don't think that's smart. Um, 
And yeah, I I definitely agree. This is probably the best thing for yeah, oh, yeah. Trey Lance. Yes. Just as like as a fan wanting to see him play, it's a yes. little upsetting, but overall he's definitely like the right move, I think. Yeah. And uh, there needs to be more of this because we've we've talked about in the past that all, all the great QBs usually sit behind someone. So, and they learn and they grow and then we'll, we'll we see them down the line. Which brings us to our next matchup in the Broncos versus the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith for a few years. Um, and it worked out great for him because he learned a lot, and now he is one of the, if not the best NFL QB. Uh, maybe not this year, but that would be probably go to Aaron Rodgers, I think, even though they're they're on a bye this week, aren't they? But they they are hot fire right now, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but sorry, Broncos and Chiefs. Who do you got here in this matchup? This is a good one for me. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think the Chiefs are should definitely take it and. I don't think it's that close, honestly. <laughs> I just think Chiefs that the Broncos been... are a gritty football team, and they put up good games sometimes against like big teams. So we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll I, see I how mean, it goes. But it's a divi- yeah, it's a division game. I think it's going to be. It should. It probably will be close. I just think. I just think the Chiefs are kind of back to their. Their back form. To what we're used to. Back yeah. To getting, yeah. More into form. Maybe not totally there, but they're getting there, and I think they're coming off their bye week, which I think will be helpful for them to get things back together. So. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I'm going to pick the Chiefs as well, but it should be a great game, divisional matchup, like right. you said. So, uh, last game, Monday Night Football, Patriots versus the Bills. Huge, huge game. What do you got here, Patriots or Bills? Well, we'll finally get our first disagreement. I knew it would come down to this game, but I'm definitely <laughs> taking the Bills on this one. Definitely taking the Bills on this one. Okay. Yes. Is this uh, game in New England? I'm pretty sure. No, yes. it's in Buffalo. Ah. Which is, makes a huge difference to me. Oh, yeah. If this was time. in New England, I think I'd be leaning towards the Patriots. But since in, the, in Buffalo, I think I think the Bills will will get the win. It'll be a close game. When I say definitely, I'm not like, I don't think the Bills are going to blow them out or anything. Mm. And I won't be surprised if the Patriots do win. But I think the Bills being at home is going to give them that slight edge to get the win. Yeah, don't be changing your opinion here. Lean on them. You pick the Bills. <laughs> I'm, picking yeah. the, I'm picking the Pats away. They're gonna, of course you are. <laughs> yeah, of course I am. They're going to win this game. And I and I, and I think Monday morning we're going to have, or what is this? Monday night. This so is the Tuesday, Monday night game. The so, Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday morning we're going to have some real crazy talk on ESPN and FS1 and all across you know sports radio just overplaying this. I think they're going to win, and they're going to win by two touchdowns. I don't, th- I don't even think that they're going to um, – I think the Bills are overrated. I, they won some good games early. I think they're on a downturn, and I don't think they're as good as people this year as I thought because last year they were really good, and they gave them credit. But some of the some of the things I've seen from the Bills this year I'm not too impressed with, and they're a little bit shaky, and they've kind of folded under some pressure in certain games, and I don't trust yeah, them. I mean, this is a huge game. Like wh- yeah, Whoever wins this game is going to go to first in the division and probably like second overall in the AFC, I'm thinking. Yeah. So this is a this is like as big as it gets for oh, it's this big, point in the season. Yeah, it's a big game, and I and I feel like that the Pats will be ready and prepared, and they'll take them out in Buffalo. Now, could they flip the script? Then um, uh, a few weeks from then, maybe when they come down to New England. But when we get there, we'll get there, and I'll, I'll make my decision then. But leading up to it, reading into some certain things and seeing how back has played and the defense has played so well, I think they're primed to make this. I don't even I don't even want to call it an upset, but just like. Obviously, we'll call it, we'll, we'll call it a little bit of an upset because it's an away game in Buffalo and it's a close matchup. But yeah, I'm picking the Pats. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they're just gonna split. Like, 
the Bills will win their home game, and the Pats will probably win their home game against the Bills. That's mm. my thinking. They'll split, which would be – I mean, that's kind of what I expect to happen, but we'll see. And part of the reason why I'm picking the Bills uh, – beating the Bills twice It'd this be, season is going to be difficult. It, would be, it will be difficult, but so. <sighs> they're going to do it. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna shock you. Of course, you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> All right, I guess uh, that that wraps up uh, week 13 of the NFL. We're getting pretty close. Um, fantasy football people out there, if you're playing fantasy football, um, you know you're coming towards the end of your season. Uh, we're gonna go over some pickups that you might need to make. You know, heading into December and into the playoffs for your uh your team all is not lost you know hit up the waiver wire man i can't even tell you caleb how many i've hit up the waiver wire all season i've had so many christian mccaffrey has been hurt like all year i've had to i've had like a different wide receivers i had adam thielen at one point i got stefan diggs i've made a bunch of trades i picked up a bunch of waiver wires i'm second in my division i'm way over 500 now so it's not impossible. I love proving that just because your best player is hurt does not mean you need to give up on your season. And people need to stop with that excuse. But anyway, there's some players out there that are definitely viable for you to, to pick up and get. One of them, Caleb and I both bid for. Um, Caleb, you want to tell us what player that was? Yes, of course. I would love to tell oh, you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't like to hear it because I lost on the bid. So what we do is a waiver wire bid. So it's not a one through... 10 or 1 through 12, you know, waiver wire based on who's in first in the league or whatever. It's just a, a secret bid and whoever bids the most. Yeah. And then if it's a tie, then it will go to the waiver wire. But, um, yeah, Caleb, who's the player? So, the, as everyone knows, Dalvin Cook went out with a pretty bad injury and he's going to be projected to be out for the next couple of weeks. So his backup is like one of the premier handcuffs for fantasy football is Alexander Madison. And he, the, the two games this year that he was in when Cook was out, he killed it. So he's projected to be, like, slide right into, like, a top 10 running back for the probably for the rest of the season while Cook is out. And that just leads to, like, one of my biggest tips for this point of the season is mm-hmm. if you have a player like Cook or Zeke or, you know, those top players, even um, McCaffrey, you need to have their handcuff on your team, like the backup running back in case an injury happens. Um, yeah, that's a big, like a big, big tip at this point of the season, especially because once, if that starter goes out, you have like a, you can just slide in their backup and you're not going to miss a beat. I agree. Or you'll have someone like me come in and steal, steal that handcuff. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever had Dalvin Cook, aka Nick, is just kind (laughs) of out of luck now (laughs) because he, like his best player is out and he didn't have his handcuff, which is. Yep, pretty bad. That's true. If I had Cook, I would definitely have have had Madison on my team already. Yeah, and don't wait for the second day of the waiver wire. That's the dumbest thing you could ever do. You have to be yeah, on there he, the first day of the waiver wire. Um, yeah, and I knew I knew people were gonna go for him, and I was like, I have to get him. So I went pretty big. I overpaid a little bit, but I think it's worth. Well, you knew <laughs> other people. I thought I was overpaying, but I guess I didn't put in enough. But um, <laughs> I didn't end up getting him. Obviously, Caleb did. But I also got. My backup plan worked out fine because I got uh, Chuba Hubbard, which is the Carolina for backup for Christian McCaffrey. And every time Christian McCaffrey's been out, he's played well. It's kind of like the same thing with Cook. If you look at the games that Christian McCaffrey didn't play in, Hubbard played pretty well. So um, they got a bye this week, so I'm not starting him. But um, he's a great player, and I'm glad I got him. For I didn't have to spend that much money because I 
I know most people don't really, I don't know if they weren't tracking him or whatever, but as soon as Christian McCaffrey went in the IR, I was like, ah, I got to get him. I've had him a couple times this year, put him in as a backup, and then I dropped him, and well, we'll see. And who else? Uh, Javante Williams is one that a lot of experts I've been seeing, so that's why I had him. I already actually had him in my lineup when he started getting talked about, but yeah, he's a good running back in, in Denver. If you're looking for someone, if he's not already picked up, 84% of the league on the ESPN has already rostered him. So if you're part of that, you know, other percent that has him still, please go get him. He could help save your season too. He's projected to be good down the stretch. And as we all know in the wintertime, especially a Denver running back or someone who plays in the cold, they'll get more opportunities, right, Caleb? They'll get more carries. They'll, they'll be involved in the game more than maybe some wide receivers. Some teams don't like to throw when there's snow or there's you know, inclement weather. Yeah. So they especially the northern team. So if you've got a, someone from Chicago or someone, you know, make sure you have their backup or make sure you're, you know, just paying attention to that, that your guy might actually get more reps than he should um, than a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people like to play the flex towards the end of the year. They like to put in more running backs than wide receivers. But it all depends, you know, what type of players you have in your roster too. Like if your team is from Florida and they're playing in, you know, the sun, it's still it's different. Or Texas, it's different. You play... Playing in a dome, it's different too. So it all just depends what you have on your team and your roster and what you can kind of pro- project. But these are like helpful little nuanced tips you can take. Be like, all right, how can I edge this out and how can I win? Because I, I honestly, I, I, my entire roster is different due to injury. Like I had, I had a Matthew Stafford on my team now. I had Russell Wilson before. Um, my top running backs were, I think, to start the year it was. Matthew, no, I'm sorry, Christian McCaffrey, and I had another big running back, but he's gone. I have now Cordell Patterson and Javante Williams. Okay, crazy. Like that's not what I started my year with, and most people would give up, and you just gotta stick stick it through. And D Hop is back, and hopefully he produces for me. I'm gonna got Stephon Diggs. So um, that's kind of all I got for fantasy football. You have anything to add? Yeah, I think I think we nailed it. I think we did. I think I think we killed it. Um, I pretty much think this kind of ends this episode of Project Sports. Thanks for coming on, Caleb. I appreciate it. And um, I got another special guest coming on Friday on the podcast. I should have that released by maybe Saturday morning. Um, this one will be released immediately. Um, Saturday morning, yeah, I'll probably have a, have this episode released, but Matthew Bishop is coming on to the show. Um, friend of mine since I was a kid, and he also makes music. We're going to talk about music. It's probably going to be more of a Project Life episode. And he's my first time having a, a live musical guest on the show. He's actually going to play live. Isn't that pretty cool, Caleb? That is dope. Yeah, so it should be cool. He has he has music on Spotify. Um, he actually, in my old podcast I used to do with uh, Jared and Ryan, our intro was the beat that he made for the show. So now it would be kind of cool, full circle to have him on the podcast, talk about his music, talk about life and all that, all that stuff. So that should be fun. But uh, thanks for coming on the show, Caleb. Really appreciate it. And we'll probably try to come back on here next week and see how some of these teams did. I'll try to stay more consistent. I've just had, I've been super busy, a lot of things going on in my life that I'll probably talk about maybe in a year or two from now, but um, I haven't been as consistent as I'd like to. I know a lot of people listen to the show that like to listen weekly, about 40 to 50 people that come in and listen to the show weekly. So hopefully we'll be back on track for December going to January and, you know, for the seeable future, hopefully every single week we'll get an episode out, but thanks for coming. <laughs>